And he launches one out to right center field. Back goes Garcia to the track. Looking up. And it's out of here. Eduardo Escobar is home for the third consecutive game. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Shea Station podcast. We're finally back. My week off in Maine was splendid, but I'm very happy to be back talking about the Mets with my co-host Jerry Blevins, who is once again in an unidentified location. As always, honestly, I think we catch you once a week, just somewhere on the map. Jerry, how you doing, man? It's been a week since I've talked to you. I know. I'm doing well, man. I miss you. What's going on? What's new? What? How's your Maine? How's your Maine uh, life? You know, Are you moving? I, no, I'm not moving, but maybe I'll, I might retire there one day. Oh, it's so beautiful. And like, it was nice to like, I love my Mets. Don't get me wrong. I love my Mets. I love talking about the Mets. It's nice to unplug for a week. I kind of miss, I think I picked a really good week to miss uh, because we got two losses against the Astros, two random off days. And then uh, this series with Texas that we're going to talk about today, uh, the season ended in the middle of the week, uh, which was news to me because, you know, I was off the grid a little bit. But by the time I got back to Jersey, the season was back on. So that's that's pretty cool. Oh, that, yeah. Well, you did miss a semi-eventful with with uh, off days. It's strange. I, I uh, but it's you know, it's going to end probably three or four more times. The season will be over. Um, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, uh, just I just want to say you, you've got a beard right now. You've, you're showing some chest hair like I don't even recognize you anymore. <laughs> Listen, it was it's main scruff because <laughs> I forgot to bring my razor. Uh, I was going to clean it as soon as I got home. Some people thought maybe I should let it grow. I don't know. It could be gone tomorrow. If you're watching on YouTube and you're flabbergasted, I apologize. Uh, but I appreciate the nice words. Show this off right here. One this part. I One can't. I have like. 11 wow. chest hairs. You got like the baby uh, chest going. That's crazy. I do. I do. I have like 11. <laughs> so I, I shaving it off is the best form for me because it's, of course. it looks, it's sad, but you've right. got, you got some, some fur going down I got, there. you know, I, I have enough. Honestly. <laughs> okay. Enough, enough hair talk, I guess. <laughs> Guys, the Mets won a series. The season's back on. They grabbed a pivotal series win. You can tell that I'm back and everything's normal because we have a game one win, a game two loss, and a game three win. And that's just what the Mets do. I want to, before we start today, I don't know if you saw on our Twitter, somebody replied, because I talked about the game two loss thing. Somebody replied with their the Mets records uh, in just regular three-game sets this year. They're 15 and two in game one. This is from one shining Mets on Twitter. So shout out to them. 15 and two in game one, five and 12 in game two and 12 and five in game three. That's what you've been dealing with all year in three game sets. Yeah. I mean, what? (laughs) (laughs) I feel both happy and sad about that because the Mets are winning series in those instances. And I just have to be a team player. I know, Uh, man. There's a another tweet. Um, they somebody responded to that and said, uh, "Will the Mets win today?" Had the little, you know, <laughs> is it game one or three? Then it goes to yes or and nope for game two. It's perfect. <laughs> so, uh, shout out to the eye test podcast there. Yeah, people have really picked up on the game two curse. And oh it's, my It's kind of gosh. become a thing now. You know, it, well, it's been a thing in my life the whole oh, time. Yeah. People. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like really another downer for me, but we'll handle it. Let's get into it, man. Let's let's recap. We also want to thank today's sponsor for today's episode of Shea Station, which is Cushy Dreams. 
Guys, if you're dealing with stress, anxiety, sleeping problems, trouble quieting your mind in general, Cushy Dreams is likely a company that's going to help you out a lot. They specialize in high quality legal cannabis, smokable CBD, and smokable Delta 8 THC. CBD has been shown to help with anxiety, depression, and inflammation, and pain relief in general without the highs. If you're worried about the high, don't worry about it with CBD. Delta 8 is similar, but with some added euphoria like that. Their special offer today, you can get your first pre-roll for free if you go to their website, cushydreams.com and use the code STATION, you know, like Shay's Station. Makes sense. Their CBD, Delta 8, THC, you just got to pay shipping and you get all that free. Their popular pre-roll joints are rolled in organic hemp paper and feature an even slow burn. They offer both indica and sativa strains and you get to pick the mood you want to experience. Relax, creative, hustle, peace energy, dream, a lot of different emotions, a lot of different moods that you can account for with the products that you buy at their website. It's top shelf cannabis that ships discreetly to you and directly to all 50 states. So no matter where you are, Cushy Dreams can help you out. Go to their website now, K-U-S-H-Y dreams.com, cushydreams.com. At checkout, use the promo code STATION and get your first CBD or Delta 8 pre-roll for free. Just pay shipping and handling. Pre-rolls are regularly $15 each. Smoke your CBD and Delta 8 with promo code STATION and get a free joint today. Thank you to Cushy Dreams for sponsoring today's episode of Shea Station. Let's do it. My first recap in like 10 days. Let's see if I still got it. All right, guys. Game one. Things got off to a rough start with this one because Chris Bassett hit the COVID IL before things even got underway, which means father to be soon. David Peterson was thrust into a spot start the day that his wife might have given birth. A lot going on there. With the offense, they squandered first and third in the first inning. They've been in kind of a runners in scoring position. Whoa. Uh, they hit into double plays in the second and the third inning, and Lindor and Marte both stole their ninth base of the season in the same game. Thought that was kind of fun. They broke out of their runners in scoring position slump in the fourth inning with a Mark Canna RBI single with runners on the corners. And then they finally got the big hit they had been searching for all series long against Houston when Eduardo Escobar, who we're going to talk about a lot today, provided a huge hit with a three-run homer to give the Mets a four to one lead back on the mound. David Peterson was absolutely solid on short notice. He had the fastball working against a lineup that struggled against fastballs and his slider is really developing into that uh, strikeout pitch that we talked about in the preseason, six innings, three runs, six hits, no walks and 10 strikeouts for PD. He did give up two home runs on 90 pitches. His first nine games, he had 35 strikeouts in 40 innings. His last three, 18 innings, 25 strikeouts. So things are definitely changing for him as well. With the Mets stake to this lead, they had Seth Lugo, Adam Adovino, and Edwin Diaz for 7-8-9. They shut them down. Adovino induced a huge double play on Marcus Simeon to halt a rally in the eighth. Then Edwin Diaz does what he does. He gets his 17th save of the year. His ERA is down to 2.01 after this game. The Mets win a nice game one, 4-3 by one run, sending themselves up for game two. A uh, huge hit by Escobar. Great job by David Peterson. The Mets bullpen did well. Um, anything you want to say on game one? Cause I'm going to roll right into game two. Uh, David Peterson was awesome in this game. Really looking, he's been, looked confident. I think for the like, first time in a while, uh, his last three starts been like a different story after kind of a rough June or a rough, I guess, early June, late May. So good for him. Yep. Good to see him bounce back. Uh, game two, that fest, uh, Trevor Williams going on three days rest going against Martin Perez. Who's having just an absolutely career year. Uh, the broadcast covered it really well. Uh, he just figured some things out in a long career. He's an old man, but uh, he's pitching the best he's ever pitched. Uh, in the bottom of the first, Starling Marte gets the Mets on the board with a two-run shot. 
Uh, just an absolutely laser missile that was two runs. You know, the Mets score a lot in the first. I was feeling really good about game two. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right away, top of the second, Cole Calhoun hits a three-run shot to go three to two. And then Jonah Heim decides to go back to back to make it four to two Rangers. And they would never look back. On the top of the fourth, Calhoun pokes his second home run of the day out to left just over uh, Mark Canna's glove. Um, 5-2 Rangers at that point. Bottom of the fourth, Eduardo Escobar, in his second straight game, decides to make it 5-3 on his home run. Um, The Rangers would add a one-off of Joely in the seventh, one-off of uh, Tommy Hunter in the eighth to go up 7-3. They were both off of Tommy Hunter, but he came in with a runner on score um, position, a dribbler through the shortstop hole on a a shift. Um, 7-3, the Rangers win seven to three. Trevor Williams goes three and two thirds, allows five runs on those three home runs. Martin Perez goes six and two thirds, three home runs on or three runs on those two homers. Um, Marte, Lindor, Eduardo Escobar each collect two hits, but the theme for the day was the team was zero for eight with runners in scoring position. A downward trend for these Mets that they're going to need to correct. Yeah. Just a kind of a tough game too to watch all around. Uh, I watched, I think, the last six innings of this one after I drove six hours to get home from Maine. So I was already tired as can be. Pete Alonzo was a little cold in the series. And I think you can tell when Alonzo doesn't go, the lineup doesn't really go aside from some big hits. Trevor Williams had a start on three days rest. That's tough, but we're getting Scherzer back. So that's very, very good. That won't have to happen again. Mets bullpen was honestly good in this one. Uh, Medina had two solid innings. I think he had like a four-pitch inning in the sixth. Joelle looked good all series long. We'll talk more about him. But yeah, just kind of a, a dud game two. Uh, I think they knew Jerry was going to be back covering it. So they thought, all right, let's save all our energy for game three. Then we'll win that one so we can just punt game two. I'm a, I punt. Punt all my work. All the time. Every time. That's fine. So that led us to game three, where all the energy was at. And wouldn't you know it, for the second day in a row, starting Marte decides to take one to the seats on a laser beam. This time it's a solo shot to put the Mets up one to nothing. Carlos Carrasco, big day for him. He's had a really rough go of it over his last four starts in ERA above eight in that span. He was spotless today, aside from a solo home run given up to Jonah Heim, I believe. He bounced back five and two-thirds innings, one earned run, six hits, one walk, eight strikeouts, just the one home run on 102 pitches. Gets to that ERA down to 4.64 after a really rough month. So good for Cookie. Definitely think he needed that, leaving on some good news there. Uh, Pete Alonzo struck out in the fourth inning and then advanced to second base after the ball got away and then was thrown away by Jonah Heim. And this was exactly the gift that the Mets needed to get their rally bones juiced again. Jeff McNeil took the first pitch, immediately doubled down the right field line to give the Mets a two to one lead. Eduardo Escobar yet again cranks another home run to right field. He had two from the left side, one from the right side in the series. Three homers in three days. July might be his month. We need him to get hot. So this was absolutely awesome to see. And then the Mets bullpen cruised in relief of Carrasco. Joely Rodriguez had a pretty good series. He gets four big outs after going an inning plus in the game prior. Adam Montevito with another scoreless inning, only one earned run in his last 13 innings on the year. And then Edwin Diaz came in for the ninth, gave up a couple hits, but ultimately looked solid as always. Gets two more strikeouts to his name and his 18th save of the year. His ERA goes down below two for the season. The Mets win four to one. Their season is back on as they take the set from the Rangers and they head over to Cincinnati to continue 
uh, what is going to be a very short road trip because they'll be coming right back home after. But very good stuff. Good, good game. Cookie looked solid. He looked kind of uh, like a bounce back version, uh, which was great. The bullpen looked awesome. And then, oh, my gosh, how good is it to see Eduardo Escobar hit with some power? It's so good because you see Pete kind of searching a little bit. He looks like he's focusing on trying to hit that four hole. The, the vacated spot second base. I would love to see him think about driving the ball and then that be secondary. But, you know, when you when you have a guy behind you that's actually carrying the load a little bit, um, it allows you to hit a little bit of a lull in your season and not feel like you're letting the team down completely because we've relied on Pete so much this year to see him kind of fall into a little bit of a, um, a power outage, if you will. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, I I just so happy to see him and he's loving it. Eduardo Escobar is so happy when he's rounding the base because he wants to produce, he's trying really hard. And so it's good to see some hard work pay off. Yeah, definitely. I, I think back to that quote he had a couple of weeks ago where he wants to give Mets fans a reason to root for him. He was definitively the MVP of this series for sure. So many big hits that kept the Mets in the game or gave them the lead. And I mean, you go across the board on these slumps. After game two, Guillaume was one for his last 23. Canna was three for his last 34. J.D. Davis, three for his last 21. These are all the guys that are right behind Pete. So when Pete goes out and these guys aren't producing like they were before, you know, you really feel the weight of that, I think. Uh, our other guys did the best they could. Lindor had a game where he got on every single time, uh, but the RBIs aren't coming uh, as a plenty as they were before for both of them. But the Mets do enough to get this series win. They score 10 runs in three games. So that's kind of where the offense is at right now. But they are going to Cincinnati. Uh, they're going to a hitter friendly ballpark. They're not getting Luis Castillo or Tyler Molly, which is very, very good. So hopefully the bats will get a little bit rejuvenated there. We'll preview that series uh, in a little bit. Uh, but we have a very in my opinion, a very competitive apple of our eye, but I do think there's one definitive clear winner. The apple of our eye. Yeah, man, get, get on it. Hop on it. All right, I'm, I'm, we, we got to go obvious here, I think. I, I would not be mad if both of us gave it to the same guy. I, would, I do want to shout out Lindor, who went three for nine, a run, three walks, and a stolen base. Very productive series for him. Stalling Marte. Also had a great series, kind of got, you know, overshadowed a little bit by somebody else. He went four for 10, two homers of his own. So I think he's already at 10 on the year. Good for him. Stolen base, walk, hit by pitch, two runs, three RBI. He did it all. Um, But the guy I'm going to give it to is the guy that has needed an apple for quite a long time. We've watched him struggle pretty much since April where he was drawing a ton of walks, but it looks like that power stroke is finally here for Eduardo Escobar. He goes four for 11, three runs, three homers, six RBIs, undoubtedly the biggest piece of this Mets series win without his clutch hits. uh, The season may still be over. We might lose this series, uh, but he gets three home runs, uh, huge set for him. Hopefully he can steady that momentum into Cincinnati against Miami. And then hopefully we have him hot for a big series against the Braves as well. Uh, but Eddie, if we can get him going in the middle of the lineup, that's going to give Pete a lot of comfort, which is exactly what he needs right now. So he gets my apple. Great job. Definitely deserved um, the quote for him of being, you know, wanting to give the Mets fans something to cheer about. Oh, the Mets fans would love him. They want to love him because he's so likable. So like every, I mean, the, from the Foga to Chow to him leading the way for all the meetings and just being the leader that he is, they want to love him. Uh, I think hopefully now uh, it's, it's that way for the rest of the year. Cause you know, they they need that production. There's a lot of talk about 
are we going to trade for a bat, which is still possible, but Eduardo Escobar could be that trade guy that started to hit like the one we signed and we wouldn't need to pick up anybody else because he started to step up the law of averages and math plays out to where he has an average year, but it's second half resurgence. So um, I want to shout out for my Apple. I want to shout out David Peterson Mm. who went six gave get those 10 punch outs looked really good, but I am going to follow in your footsteps. And my Apple also goes to Eddie Escobar. Very nice. Just so well, so well deserved, so needed from our team. Uh, he deserved a double win, a Shea station, you know, clean sweep, a Shea station sweep. Oh, like Apple. that. You've had power outage. You've had Shea Station sweep. You haven't lost a step. Man. I've been. I guess I've just been <laughs> writing these things down since you've been on vacation. Speaking of, you're on, you went on vacation and shut it down. I'm at the lake once again. I know. Uh, man. If you guys remember from last episode, I was actually facing, you know, the opposite direction. Now I'm facing this way, so you get this beautiful morning light glowing on my face. I kind of like um, it. I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, man, uh, Eddie Escobar. We we need him more than we realize or have until now. And we had to, those runners, runners in scoring position, Lindor and, and Pete have been the guys. And now everybody else is having a lull and Eddie's hopefully picking up everybody. Yeah. I mean, we saw Nimmo have a tough series. We saw Mark Canna slump, you know, he's had some big hits for us this season. Starting Marte with two home runs, but that's not really what you're paying him to do. You're paying him to table set and keep the line moving. Eddie kind of needs to be this guy. It doesn't need to be three homers in three games by any means, but uh, you know, you need to see some more big hits from Eddie with runners in scoring position. And I think this really got the monkey off of his back for sure. Glad you shouted out David Peterson. His start, I think um, is better than it looked six innings, three on runs. He looked really dominant in this game. Just made a couple mistakes. Uh, and I, th- I believe his baby has been born. If I, if I, I don't know. I don't I know. He's on paternity list now, but. Yeah, so sometimes that can be a little anticipatory because you only get three days right. of paternity leave. You're only allowed to have three days when your babies are born. That seems totally fair. Or somebody in your family passes away and you have to go visit. You get three days, to, including a travel day or both travel days, to go make your peace, kiss your baby for the first time, and then you got to get back to work. Um, we know what we signed up for as ball players. Mm-hmm. This is, this is it. You know, I was luckily lucky enough to have, while well, my first was being born. We had a 10 game homestand. Nice. So I had to, I got to see him for 10 days. You know, the first three being there every day for mama, she was feeling healthy. So, uh, I got to be there and then we went on a 10 day road trip. So I missed half his life. For the first, I was there for 10, gone for 10. But, uh, you know, again, this is this is part of part of the gig, man. Everybody knows what they sign up for. Can be hard, can be difficult. But David Peterson, A, great start. B, I hope your wife and your baby are happy and healthy. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best, man. Welcome to fatherhood. It's awesome. That's awesome. And I, I was actually, you know, you look at it in the scale of things of 72 hours. That's, your, that's what you get for a paternity list. Um, the Mets, I think, waited an extra day strategically, like not to the benefit of Peterson. It was just like, wait an extra day to get the arm and then put him on the paternity list. So I think he gets that extra 24 hours. So he knocked out his travel day. Happy for Petey. He gets the full three days. Take what you can get, but that's that's tough, dude. The Mets will let him stay too. Um, He'll probably go throw a bullpen and then then go back to his wife 
if they need a day, the, I'm sure the Mets would give him another day. Uh, so he, him being a starter is easy because he's he only pitches once in a 10-day span. So they, you know, as a reliever or a, a position player, your your presence is is missed when you're, you're not you right know, you're not in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> And I mean, it's it's really interesting talking about Peterson because we just did our over-under episode. That was last Monday. Our over-under for him was nine and a half games started on the year. And I think he's already passed it. I, if I remember, I think he's up to 10. Is he? Well, I, I think he's up to 10. And I think both of us took the over. I don't remember. I took but, the under. I, I want to say, I don't remember. Again. Yeah, he just started his 10th game and he has a 3.24 ERA. He has had a splendid season. Good for Peterson. Love to see it. Really good Love to see it. You want to do some some notables? Yeah, let's let's talk so let's talk some news, right? We're we're a newscast. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to do. The Mets at least lead got a little scary in the middle of the day. That's when the season ended. It got down to two and a half games. Now it's back up to three and a half, thanks to the bench mob in Cincinnati. Brandon Drury, Albert Almora, Matt Reynolds, they were all over the Reds comeback against the Braves. That was really awesome to see. Just those guys getting a fair shot and uh, getting a lot of playing time over in Cincy. We're going to see most of them uh, when we go to play them next. Mets were horrible with runners in scoring position this past week, 10 for their last 69. Uh, They're still a top three team with batting average and runners in scoring position, which just goes to show that they were really good at this in the first half of the season. They're just hitting a lull. So keep it calm, guys. They'll be back. Don't worry. They still got their big hits. Still won a series, you know. Uh, Edwin Diaz won NL reliever of the month for June. So good for Edwin. That's the first, that's the sixth time he's won that. Excuse me. Most by any reliever in the awards history. Uh, went nine and two thirds innings, 21 strikeouts, one walk, five for five in save opportunities. And then you mentioned some trade talk before when we were talking about Eddie Escobar and how we might not need the bat anymore. A quote from Laura Albanese of Newsday uh, when she asked Billy Epler about this. She said, Epler said Mets are looking at additions both in run prevention and creation, implied the Mets had plenty of financial flexibility, though obviously some prospects are about as close to off limits as you can reasonably get. Um, I don't know who the Mets are comfortable parting ways with. I honestly don't think it's anybody. So I think trades might be a little hard to do. I know that there were scouts at Jacob deGrom's rehab start yesterday uh, to check out Dom Hamill, who was one of our more recent pitching draft picks. But I don't know. I I really liked what you were saying about how if Eddie heats up, we might not even need that big bat. Maybe we just go get some relievers or something. Uh, And I think that is the ideal scenario for the Mets as well. I think they built a solid core roster. And if the lineup produces the way they thought they should, then I don't think we'll need that huge bat first stretch run. But there's a lot of things in the cards, I think, with a month ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I have no idea what Epler uh, has they they could make a huge splash and trade for one or two offensive guys and a starter and a bullpen guy, you know, who knows, but we have, you know, we'll, we'll hit that up with, with the news, but you know, you have Trevor Bay who's working his way back. Um, so there's a back end bullpen guy that we were relying upon. Uh, and then Jankowski's on his way up. So you don't know what's going on there. He start he's about ready to start a rehab um you're 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 getting into some roster spots and then you're talking about prospects that are going to have to go if you want to make a real impact there's some untouchability also very i love the uh epler speak of run creation and prevention <laughs> i mean that is awesome do you create or do you prevent yeah we're looking for offensive <laughs> side and defensive side it's so good wow how did I think of that yeah Jacob deGrom made his first rehab start at St. Lucie that was an awesome thing to see those poor poor guys 
They didn't no, they it. are. They get to say, <laughs> I'm telling you, even though they get, you know, chewed up, they get to say, I faced Jacob deGrom, the best pitcher on the planet. It's a thing. It's a real mm-hmm. thing that they get to say they did. They can tell their grandkids, like, it's a big deal. You saw uh, on Twitter, you see, like, the, the people behind him while he's warming up. Yeah, that's cool. It is. He is a thing to watch no matter what level he's at. Ball players, especially, are in awe because he is a precision pitcher that also happens to have a hundred in the tank with the nasty everything. So uh, he's he. It's so great to see him throwing the ball again. I can't tell you how excited I am just to see him being competitive on a field in front of the camera where it's not you know what's going on. It's like how fast can you get here? They're going to take their time with him as they should, but it's nice to see him ramping up. Yeah, I, I think a lot of the quotes in his post game when people were talking to him after was like, uh, this is a delicate injury. We don't really know what we're doing. If we have a strict timetable. And if I rush back, then I'm no help to anybody, you know? So, I mean, I think he has the right mindset about it. I also want to show some love to Ian Lewis of what was their team name? Uh, the Jupiter Hammerheads, who got hit on the ankle by a DeGrom fastball. Uh, I hope your ankle is okay. There is likely a golf ball or baseball-sized welt on it right now. Ice that up. Uh, you're going to be fine, kid. You got to face Jacob DeGrom. Pretty I'm sure Jim DeGrom like, signed a ball, sent it over to him, and <laughs> said, sorry about that. <laughs> probably didn't feel good. Again, it'll be worth it for him in the long run, but right now yeah. he's probably feeling it a little bit. He has an on-base of 1,000 against Jacob DeGrom. It's pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> Not a lot of people great. can say that. <laughs> Uh, some other roster news. Jordan Yamamoto is also making a rehab assignment. He went three scoreless innings for Binghamton with three strikeouts. So there's some more depth for you. Trevor May, we talked about before, he's going to throw a bullpen or he did throw a bullpen the first time in two months. All fastballs he expects to back, be back in the bullpen around the end of the month. Uh, David Peterson was put on paternity. So Colin Holderman is back with the club. Good for him. You're happy about that. I'm I know that. You're, I you're a big love. Colin Holderman guy. Hope he's here to stay for sure. Uh, And then the big one, the big ticket, the prospect that nobody is touching for sure. Francisco Alvarez is in triple a at 20 years old as a catcher. He slugged 553 with 16 doubles and 18 home runs in 67 games at double a Binghamton. Very worthy of that call up. He is just one level away from the big leagues. What do you think? Do you think he gets there? He's got a shot, man, because the, the Mets, Offense has been anemic. You know, they're missing that power. We talked about it with Eduardo Escobar. Alvarez got off to that hot start, and then he kind of went down a little bit back to earth, and then he showed us why he's a top prospect, why everybody's so excited. Um, 553 is ridiculous. And he hit 277. Like, he's hitting. It's pretty good. Not just for power. He's actually hitting the ball um, all over the place. So – he he's he's there. He's he's an option now, especially in AAA. If he starts to hit, and the Mets need him, they can pull him up. Uh, he'll catch every once in a while, but he'll be the bat. It's it's, it's exciting. He, he's he's now now that he's in AAA, it's a legitimate thing for him to get called up quite easily now. Yeah, I did not think it was going to happen this quickly. I honestly didn't think the call up would happen at least until September. But he's he's looming now. You know, there's no real way to avoid it. 
he's close. They're they're going to keep an eye on him for sure now. Even not that they weren't. I don't know if he'll catch that much, honestly. Like, I think if he gets called up, he might be in this, like, DH role. Because I think we know that his hitting can be major league ready. But, like, I think the catching probably needs some time to develop. Because, he's you know, he's 20 years old. He's a kid. You never see catchers get called up that quickly. The only one that I can think of that got called up that young was, like, Joe Maurer or something. Yeah, Posey. Posey, but he went Posey through college. Even, yeah. He went through, you know, he went to Florida State, went through the, the normal. But, you know, he's young. Managing that bullpen or and that pitching staff is is job number one for any catcher. Yep. So if he's if they think he's capable back there, I'm sure he'll get some time just to stay sharp. He'll study back there. I hope he can hit and not catch at the same time because DHing is not the same as catching and then going to hit. It's yeah. it's just a different beast. Um, but he's right there, man. And I'm more excited now after he sustained this amount of success. AAA will be a true test. I didn't think they were going to call him up. I still don't think they will. I still don't think they should to let him develop behind the plate. Um, but if they need him and he's hitting, there's no reason not to call him up. Very exciting stuff. We're going to learn a lot about what this Mets roster is going to look like in the home stretch over this next month with guys coming back, uh, roster turnover, and, you know, rising prospects. That's all very, very cool. But in the immediate time, we have a series in Cincinnati with the lowly Reds, who just won one game in their set against the Braves, the last game, to help us gain a game on Atlanta. We're going to see a lot of familiar faces. Brandon Drury's having an all-star year. He could be a Met. Who knows? Albert Armora, a lot of old friends here. Uh, Jerry, can you tell me who's facing who? What's going on? Yeah, shout out to, to Matt Reynolds, who's getting sustained playing time. Yeah. He's, he's, he's playing well. He's handsome as ever. Um, <laughs> but we are going in a three-game set against the Reds. Game one, Taiwan Walker in his 2.72 ERA coming off just an absolutely well-needed. I can't stress how much we needed this start from him, even though the guy on the other end was named Justin Verlander and out-pitched him eventually. But he went seven and a third scoreless. Just incredible they needed it at the time. He delivered and came up short, but he's going in game one versus a guy named Hunter Green, who throws 152 miles per hour, gives <laughs> up 152 home runs per nine. He's learning his ropes. He has a 5.72 ERA. Um, just an absolutely electric first game. Should be fun. Green has allowed 13 earned runs and five homers in his last 14 pitched or his three games started. Walker pitched to a 2.63 ERA in 37 and two-thirds innings with just one home run in June over six starts. Spectacular. Uh, Joey Votto is one for two with a homer off of Taiwan Walker in his career, but game one looks exciting. <laughs> game two, also exciting. The return of Max Scherzer in his 2.54 ERA. We can't wait for him to come back. The Reds have a guy returning of their own. His name is Nick Lodolo. He has a 5.52 ERA. He has been out since April 24th. He had a similar kind of issue that Max did. He had a side. Instead of you know shutting him down right away, they kind of let him throw, and it just didn't go away. So he's been out for a long time. He's coming back. He's a top prospect that they're looking to build around for the future. So that should be a stellar matchup. He's also a lefty, which we know how the Mets face against lefties. Um, Scherzer's first start since May 18th, Lodolo since April 21st, 
first. Albert Almora, three for 10, off of Max Scherzer. Farmer is two for six, both with a home run. Scherzer has allowed one earned run and 42 punchies in 27 career innings at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. We call it Great American Small Park. It is a <laughs> crackerjack box um, in my lovely home state. Uh, but that is an exciting game, too. Very nice. On to game three. And one of our fearless leader, John Boy, Jimmy's favorite pitchers and Graham mm. Ashcraft is starting for the Reds against David Peterson. Probably, maybe, who knows what's going to happen there, but that's what's slated. That's how it lines up. Peterson hit the paternity list on the third, might return by the seventh. Who knows what's going on? But he's been spectacular in his last three starts, 18 and a third innings, only five runs, 25 punches, two walks in 18 and a third. It's a 2.45 ERA. He's looked spectacular. No Mets hitters has ever faced any of the red starters, so there's no history there. And Ashcraft is coming off his worst career start, which is a short career, but he's pretty nasty. Spectacularly crappy start, two and a third, seven (laughs) runs against the Cubs, a lowly team. He's looking for a bounce back. We're looking to continue the slide. And that is our three-game set in Cincinnati, Ohio. Very nicely done, Jerry. You haven't lost a beat in 10 days unbelievable i was excited for that one these first two games are really really fun matchups uh they could go well they could go poorly yeah the guy with a electric fastball in game one we've seen our mets struggle with that and then you got a lefty in game two kind of in the mets kryptonite for a while but luckily we have arguably our two best pitchers in the rotation right now going with taiwan walker and max scherzer taiwan looked awesome against houston i watched the highlights because i wasn't able to catch the game because i was in a cabin in the woods in maine which is our- you were on the beach and the forest at the same time at the same time yeah at the same time what an invention you know <laughs> max scherzer's back he's no longer a rumble pony i'm sure that he is happy about that uh, hopefully David Peterson will be back for game three, although take your time with your new baby, you know, no rush. Who knows? Yeah. And hopefully the Mets can grab another series win. They got three here with the Reds and they got four with Miami. And then the matchup that everybody has been waiting for a three gamer in Atlanta with the Braves. So that'll be very exciting. The Braves get the Cardinals this week. So they get a little bit of a tougher matchup. Hopefully we can gain some more ground there. Just keep winning series, man. And I think you're you're in you're due for a pretty good game two here. You got Scherzer. The odds are in your favor. Should I not be saying? Am I jinxing right now? Am don't I jinxing? say. Don't do that. Don't do that to me. A uh, lot to look forward to. We've got the resurgence of Escobar. Um, we got Marte, you know, doing his thing. We got Edwin Diaz doing amazing things. We got Degrom on the bump competitively. We got the return of Max Scherzer. It's so exciting. Taiwan Walker, who's just been an absolute hero for these Mets. Um, we've got some great things. Alvarez getting called up, just beautiful. Trevor May going back, like you know, Jankowski, everybody's favorite Met. You know, starting his rehab assignment. It's good things, positive things moving forward. Don't look past the Reds. These guys, these three arms are big arms. These guys can pitch. Um, We should dominate them, you know, in the grand scheme of nine innings, over 27 innings, I guess, in three games. Uh, But they're they're big leaguers, and they have a bright future. So let's get these three, and then we'll talk about the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't believe all these good things happened in succession right after the season ended, but that's just kind of the season the Mets are having, you know, <laughs> their season ends and they get a bunch of good news. Uh, yeah, the Reds are a lot of fun, man. They're a lot of fun. Obviously, you know, they sold off and they're, they stripped their parts. So they're a very different looking team now. 
Uh, but I, I had a lot of fun watching the Rangers. I think they, had a, they have a very fun squad, a lot of speed, a lot of pop. The Reds have a bunch of familiar faces that I'm glad are getting a nice lion's share of playing time. You mentioned Matt Reynolds. He's been around since 2016. He also had an at-bat with us this year, which I, I don't remember at all. Or he played in a game. I think he played the field. Um, but he was a Met this year, which I was not aware of at all. So good for Matt. Getting a lot of at-bats in Cincy. Good, good for him. Yep, happy for him. Shout out to his wife, Sam. They're doing great things. Good dude. Good dude. All right. I think that's it. That's it. All right. We did it. We're back. We got through. Guys, we're officially You, you and your chest hair and your beard. I don't even know you anymore. I'm a scruffy You're guy. You're a changed man. Are you going to go <laughs> chop some wood after this? I'm thinking about it. I mean, you know, Jack, Lumberjack, that kind of makes sense, you know? Kind of lines oh, up. Do you see the... Ooh. Do you see... The, well, I got the, the John Boy Boxing, Kenobio rocking I'm telling the, Kenobio the t-shirt. Wearing, that's a good oh, one. Give them, let them know. It's good Absolutely. stuff. I love it. Guys, we'll be back on Thursday to talk Mets, Reds, and preview Mets, Marlins. Thank you for your patience this last week. We missed you guys. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. And we will see you again in a few days. Uh, let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. <laughs>